Hey there, this is Gregory Williams, and I'm the senior pastor of Transform Church. Welcome to our podcast. I hope the following presentation really inspires you to deepen your faith walk and encourages you along your journey. Enjoy the message. Hey, Transformers. Hey, friends. Welcome to Transform Church Online. And we're so glad that you're joining us because we're in episode three of the series called Great Reward. And I'm sure that as you join us on this journey that you are going to get a great reward from all things that we are discussing, the principles that are contained in the scriptures because they bring us life, encouragement, give us wisdom, and help us live a life to achieve things of significance. And so today, I want to talk to you about episode three entitled, the law of life. So, have you ever looked at a successful person and wondered how did they get there? What did they do that made them so successful? Maybe it's someone in business that you admire. Maybe it's an athlete that's physically fit and you know you wonder how they got such a great body and, and stuff like that. Or maybe it's an incredibly godly person who has some great insight and wisdom and they've invested their life and you see the great reward that comes out of that you know when them when they deal with people when they talk to people or they just are well of great information that can help you in your difficult circumstances and you wonder how did this happen in life you know i remember as a child admiring not even as a child but as a as a child in god as an early christ follower admiring someone who was a great preacher. He was on TV at the time, and I really leaned into him because he had such great wisdom and insight, and he was such an eloquent speaker, and I used to listen to him all the time, and he was able to just pour into my life, even though he didn't know me because I was watching him from afar, but I had great admiration, and I wondered, you know, how did he get to be there? Because he was on TV, he had thousands and thousands of people in his church. It was down in the U.S., in the southern part of America, and I was living in Canada at the time. So, you know, I would follow him and listen to him and take so much information. I learned so much in my years of listening to him. And I thought maybe, you know, he was just lucky. He was at the right place at the right time. Maybe he had a great family. Maybe there was great things that he got from other people that helped him. It was just luck and circumstance that brought him into that position. But the reality is nothing is further from the truth. There's no such thing as luck. You know, I don't believe in luck because luck is just so happened, this happened, and maybe circumstances, maybe that. I don't believe in any of that. I believe that God's able to direct our life. So there's no such thing as luck. And what I discovered as I got to know more about him was that his story was about consistency. It was about doing things repetitively over time that brought him success. He was not an overnight success. I remember him talking about speaking in, in, a, in a church that only had three or four people at a time and he had to drive long distances over two hours to get there just to speak to these people and then drive all the way back. And so his beginnings were not great. They were very humble beginnings, but he achieved great things in life, not because of luck, but because of consistency. You see, here's a principle that we have to understand. Successful people do consistently what others do occasionally. Let me repeat that because it's a great principle. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. 
See, if they are successful in, in some area of, uh, of their life, if they've done something to achieve any level of success, there's a consistency there. There is a persistency there. There's patience there. They've built this over a period of time by being consistent in the things they put into their life. What most people do, and you know, I've experienced this myself, what most people do is the start and stop method. You know, they start something with great enthusiasm, but then their energy, as we talked about last week, their willpower runs out, and then they just give up, they surrender, they throw in the towel, they think that they're not achieving anything because they're looking for immediate success. But the reality is that there's no such thing as immediate success. It happens over time. Imagine if you were in a race and you decided, you know, you're going to run this marathon and it's a 50 key marathon and you decided, I'm just going to start practicing, you know, I'm going to train for this marathon. So you get up one day and you decide, no, I'm just going to start with doing like a one kilometer walk or run and I'm going to do that every single day. And you begin to practice that, you know, and you build stamina, you build your physical body, you build some energy into your life. And as you do that consistently over a period of time, you're going to be able to get enough stamina to run this 50K marathon. But what if you decided, hey, I've been doing this for a week, you know, I've been running for a week every single day, a kilometer. I think I'm just going to take a rest. I'm going to take a couple of, you know, days, maybe even a week off and, and then get back to it. And what you find is that when you get back after the time you've taken off, that your body has not actually helped you. You actually have to go back to the start and do something again. It's because you've taken a break. You have not had the consistency. What if you decide that, you know what, you're taking this break and you're just gonna do something else, but not build into the consistency of developing your body for that 50K marathon. Or maybe it's a business. You decided with great enthusiasm to start this business and you're gonna invest time, you're going to invest money, you're gonna work whatever hours that is required for you know, building your business and you do that for about a month. And then you go, you know what, I've been working for a month. I'm just gonna take some time off. I'm gonna take some couple of weeks off and not focus on it and do anything at all. And then you find out as you come back, hey, things have changed. Something's happened and it looks like I have to start again. All that money I invested seems to have disappeared because I haven't done anything to get a reward. It doesn't work, right? Because we're not being consistent. We're not developing it over time. We're just putting a lot of energy for a little while and then we hope that things will just get better. And what if you decide to take a course at school you know, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to study every day and I'm going to develop this. And so when exam time comes, I'm going to achieve this. But what if you did on the other hand, you know, I'm going to study today and then I'm going to take a few days off because, you know, I don't want to go to class. I don't think it's necessary that I'm at there every single class. I'm going to skip a few classes, you know, go out in the park, chill with some friends, kick around the ball. I don't need to be in school every day. And then when it comes to exam time, you miss out on those classes that were important at that time and you don't have the answers that's required for you to pass the exam. It's because you have not been consistent in developing or being present or pouring things into your life. And therefore, when you have gaps in your consistency, you don't have the result that you are actually wanting in your life. None of these things will equip us if we have gaps in our consistency. We'll never achieve anything, we'll never amount to anything, and we'll never get what we actually want in our life because we've not been consistent enough to do the things that are required consistently. Therefore, we do it occasionally. 
And when people succeed, they do things consistently and not occasionally. See, it's what we do consistently that others do occasionally that delivers the results we want. It's what we do on a regular basis. It's what we do on and on and on that's going to give us the results that we really want, not what we do occasionally. See, consistency is intentional action, choosing to do the thing at the right time over and over again. It's not accidental. It's not occasional. It's not by circumstance or when I remember. It's being intentional. It's choosing step by step to do the right thing. And that consistent action will always pay off. Because the reality is that nothing happens by accident, right? You didn't go get up one day and go, you know what? Oops, I think that I accidentally paid off all my loans. I don't know how it happened. I don't know when it happened. It just suddenly happened. You know, I've got rid of my debt. It's just gone. It's miraculously. I didn't know how it happened. It just happened. And I have no clue what it happened. No one ever does that because it doesn't happen. We need to be consistent. And if we do it consistently over time, then we find out, hey, I did it intentionally with consistency and my debts are all gone. You know, we don't accidentally fall into a great marriage. We have to plan on doing things consistently. You're not out there doing silly things or, or things like that's not going to benefit your marriage. You're going to work on your marriage. Everyone that I know that has a great marriage has said, hey, I had to work on it. There's times where we disagree. There's times that we had arguments. There's times where we even had great disputes. But, you know, we opened up our hearts to forgiveness. We forgave one another. We were there for one another. We invested in one another. I was present for what's important in their life. They were present for what's important in my life. We talked about certain things that we want to do together and we developed that. We worked on a marriage and therefore the result is we have a great marriage. You know, it's the same thing when it comes to God. You don't suddenly wake up one day and go, wow, I have this amazing, ongoing, life-giving relationship with God. Don't know how it happened. It just suddenly happened. No. It's when we do things consistently. It's when we start developing a pattern of consistency. When we build time into our lives with God. When we begin to explore His Word. When we consistently pursue that loving relationship with God. When we continue to build our lives upon the principles that are contained in God's Scripture that we understand and realize and benefit from a life of consistency and we enjoy the great reward of a godly life, an ongoing, loving, consistent relationship with God and we know how to live a life that will achieve something of significance. The importance is, that is this, There's not, it's not about intentions. You know, I watched a movie one time where it says the road to hell is paved with good intentions because the reality is that intentions don't change anything. Intentions don't change our world. Intentions don't determine direction. Actions determine directions. Actions do. Actions decide which is going to be the best of our life. It's not what we intend to do. It's what we actually do and keep doing over time because consistency plus time brings us success. It's what we keep getting better at. And the more we do it, the better we get. See, hope doesn't change our future. Habits change our future. 
the results you currently have are the results of the actions you have currently done. What we have got in our life are results of what we've poured into our life. The, if we don't like it, well then we have to realize that we have to change what we do to get different results. Einstein had this great principle. He says, if you want to change the outcome, you have to change the action. And the, the reality is that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting different results. Because that's insane, right? That's what he defined it as. See, whatever you have right now are the results of what you've done or what you haven't done consistently. And if we're not enjoying what we currently have in our life, what we have to do is to change what we do so we can get the results we want. If you don't like where you are, well then change what you do. To change your results, you have to change your actions. Life is not what you want. You're struggling with what's happening in your world. Maybe you're struggling with your relationships, with your family, your coworkers. Maybe it's in your business or even in your ministry. You know, your friendships are not the way it was. Your marriage is not the way it was. Your relationship with your kids is not the way you want it to be. Well, it's a result of what we've invested or not done consistently that's brought those results. You see, the results we have are not because of luck, not because of circumstance. It's the result because of the decisions that we put in our life. You see, a great life is never the result of a few big or lucky or inconsistent decisions. It's always because it's counted on for consistency and so seemingly the small decisions done over time bring us to the place we want to be. It's the small things that no one sees that lead us to the big results everyone wants. Let me repeat that again. It's the small things that no one sees that leads us to the results that everyone wants. See, the problem is that small things we think don't make a big impact in our life. But the reality is that every small decision actually has a consequence to the direction of our life. So small things might not seem to make a big difference, but the reality is that small things do make a big difference in the direction of our life. And if you don't like the results you're getting now, make decisions, small decisions that's going to help you navigate to the place you want to be. So don't be discouraged. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel when you don't see immediate results. Be consistent. And it's that consistency over time that's going to actually get you the results. So again, we're going to explore some of Paul's words that give us great wisdom and insight. See, Paul again is going to be our guide on this journey of discovery of consistency. Paul, apart from Jesus, is probably one of my favorite people in Scripture. The reality is that because he suffered through such difficult circumstances, he went through problems in his life, he went through rejection and all these things. And so he's one of my favorite writers because he offers us such profound wisdom and knowledge and yet it, it is so practical. It's something that we can put into our life with little effort. It's those small decisions as I talked about, right? And if you don't know anything about Paul, he was on this journey of discovery from bringing a strong unbeliever to a passionate follower and supporter of Jesus. And he knows what it's like to build
life on consistent principles that build us into the character we desire to be and so he documents these wise words he gives us you know some principles that we can put in place to help us glean from his experience or what he went through so he begins to write this letter to these Christ followers or these Jesus followers that are living in Galatia and he's very serious at this point he's very stoic when he gives them these directions and so this is what he says to them in Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 and 9 he says this do not be deceived you know not be deceived or led astray that's what it means if he was using modern language he'll simply say this way don't be stupid right that's what it is don't be stupid because why God cannot be mocked and that word mocked comes from this Greek word where it's to thumb your nose up at God and so he says don't be stupid God is not to be thumbed your nose at and here he presents the principle he says a man reaps what he sows whoever sows to please their flesh and we talked about this last week what the word flesh is it's a it's not this physical body you know it's not the flesh and bones it, it's the nature that we used to have so he says whoever sows to please the flesh from the flesh will reap destruction however whosoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life and then he gives us some encouragement he says this let us not become weary in doing good for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up and so he's saying that again continually that's what he's trying to say let us not become weary because it's about consistency it's about doing things intentionally and it's not going to be an instant result it's going to be a harvest that you will inherit over time if you don't give up if you don't surrender if you don't quit if you don't throw in the towel and think oh this is not working because it takes consistency to bring us to the place that we want to be it's not instant gratification and as we talked about through the series it's not about you know behavior modification it's about spiritual transformation and so the more we walk in the spirit as we talked about last week the more we're going to be able to develop that consistency and so today I want to talk to you about the three laws of sowing and reaping that are always true. This principle always remains. And when I mean laws, I don't mean, you know, uh, talking about the way it used to be or people usually refer to as Old Testament. No, we're talking about principles. So when I talk about the three laws of sowing and reaping, I'm talking about the three principles that are consistent in our life right so for example there's the law of gravity the law of gravity stipulates that whatever you throw up is always going to fall down it doesn't fall up it always comes down right because gravity brings everything down so there's a law of gravity so I want to talk to you today about three laws of sowing and reaping and I want to just unpack law number one this week and next week we're going to deal with law number two and three but I'm going to give you all three right up now so I want you to write them down you know if you can leave some comments if you like in the comment field as well let us know what you think so here's the three laws of sowing and reaping law number one you reap what you sow you reap what you sow number two you reap more than you sow you reap more than you sow and number three you reap after you sow 
you reap after you sow. So as I said today, we're going to focus in on law number one, which is what you reap what you sow. So looking at it on a purely agricultural level, you know, when you plant corn, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap corn. If you plant corn, you're not going to reap, reap apples because that just does not work. You're not planting apples, you're planting corn. So you're going to reap corn. And so that principle, as it relates to a spiritual level, whatever godly habits we sow into, we're going to reap godly outcomes. And so the reverse is also true. If we don't to godly principles, we're not going to be able to reap godly results. All right. And so Hosea reiterates this principle. In Hosea 10.13, he says this, but you have planted wickedness, you have reaped evil. What's he saying there? What's Hosea saying? He says, because you've planted in evil outcomes, you've reaped what you've sown. You know, it's the chickens coming home to roost, so to speak. It's whatever you've sowed into, it's what's coming out. You know, my old computer science teacher used to say, whatever you put into computers, you'll get out. So if you put garbage into the computer, you're going to get garbage out. It's whatever you put in, it's what you're going to get out. You know, if you're late for work, if you're half-hearted, you show up, you're like, ah, I don't need to show up on time. You don't do much work. At, um, you know, when you're there, you have a bad attitude. Well, you're never going to get promoted. There's other people that might come in after you that are consistent, that are diligent, that work hard. And sooner or later, they'll get promoted while you've been there 5, 10, 15, 20 years and you're not getting promoted. It's because of your bad attitude. You know, sometimes we sow into areas in our marriage. We sow into lusts and we are on, on, you know, porn sites and we're taking advantage of people and we're doing things we shouldn't be doing. And we struggle with our marriage or we struggle in our relationships because we haven't invested in friendships. We haven't valued those friendships. We haven't, you know, done something for people. Well, they're not going to do anything for us. Whatever you've sown into, you're going to reap, you know. If you're eating McDonald's every day and thinking you want to get a healthy body, but you know, you're just too lazy to cook a good meal, or you're just thinking, yeah, I, I can't be bothered to do that. I'm just going to stuff some McDonald's into my body. Well, then you're not going to have a healthy body. You know, Maybe you want to celebrate the end of the week by having a six pack of donuts or something else, some liquid, and this is great. And then, you know, Sunday night, you're like, you know, I just finished church, but I'm going to go back to work. I'm feeling a bit down. So I'm going to celebrate my weekend by having another pack, six packs of donuts. Well, you're not going to have the most healthy body. Maybe you've gained some weight. Maybe the 15 kgs that you've got is the result of your decisions. And so that's not, you know, something that's been punished on you. That's not something that's punishment. No, that's a harvest. That's what you've put in. It's the results of what you've planted. If you don't like what you're reaping, change what you're sowing. If you don't like what you're reaping, well then change what you're putting in. Here's what I want you to get today. This is the whole point of what I'm trying to communicate to you today. I want you to look at one single area of your life where you can sow this week. Something godly that you can sow in your life. One area of your life that you are interested in transforming. One area that you want to change. Maybe it's your physical outlook. Maybe it's your relationship with people. Maybe it's your relationship with God. Whatever it is, I want you to think about it. Write it in your notes. You don't have to type that in your comments, but write it in your notes so you can remember. 
as you go through this week. So write that one area in your notebook, in your notes, on your phone, wherever it is that you want to work on to change, to transform this week. And then we're going to look at one small action that you can make or you can add that is going to get you the result that you want to achieve. Because here's the principle again, you reap what you sow. Proverbs again tells us this, whoever sows injustice will reap calamity and the rod of his fury will fail. Proverbs is reminding us again, it's a, it's a principle that goes right through all the scriptures. It goes through our life. And so the scripture again is reiterating that same principle that Paul is reminding the Galatians about, that Paul is speaking to us and to our circumstance today. It's about being consistent in our lives. You know, if we do unjust things, if we just live consuming and not being generous, if you act in an evil manner to other people, you act rudely to people without compassion, sooner or later that's going to come back onto you. When you require compassion, there's going to be no one there to give you compassion because you haven't sold that into anyone around you. When you need encouragement, there's no, there's no one going to be there to encourage you because you haven't been encouraging to people. If you haven't been a good friend to people, then they're not going to be good friends to you. Why do we have what we have? Think about that for a second. It's because of this principle, the law of sowing. Whatever we reap, is because of what we've sown. And this expresses a universal law of God for all ages. It's true in every area of our life. You know, as I said before, if you sow corn, you reap corn. If you sow cotton, you're going to reap cotton. If you sow wheat, you're going to reap wheat. If you sow hate, you're going to reap hate. If you sow love, you're going to reap love. If you sow into the positive things in your behavior and your attitude, you'll see the result of those in the life that you live. And there's examples of these principles that run all through the scripture. I'll give you a few examples right off. I'm not going to touch the scripture notations, but here's some instances of negative behaviors having negative effects. For instance, Pharaoh slew the male children of the Hebrews and in time, his son was slain by the angel of death. Even Paul, the apostle Paul that we're talking about today, the great words of wisdom, well, he experienced this. That's why he's able to talk about it. You know, Paul felt the weight of this law because he had given his consent to stand there and see Stephen, you know, one of the apostles of Jesus, those great people, be stoned. He stood there at Stephen's stoning. And it was much later when Paul became a disciple of Jesus, that he was taken outside the city of Lystra and he was stoned and he was left for dead. God miraculously healed him and he survived, but he was stoned, right? Jacob is another classic example of this, in, this illustration, you know, of this inflexible principle that runs through the scriptures. Jacob, of course, he lived by his wits. You know anything about Jacob? He was cunning. He was trying to be deceiving. He was rather cocky, but he was clever as well, you know, and he practiced this deceit constantly in his life. In fact, he would stoop so low as to do shady methods to accomplish his purpose. 
And he was proud about his cleverness. He was proud about his, his deceitfulness. And that's what he began to, to reap eventually in his life. You know, Jacob and his mother conspired to deceive his father. And as a result, he had to flee his home because of the treachery he did against his father and his brother. And so he ran away to Haran, where he worked for his uncle Laban. And as he's working for his uncle Laban, he saw Laban's beautiful daughter, Rachel, and he fell madly in love with Rachel. And so he went to Laban and said, you know what, I really love your daughter, Rachel. I want to marry her. And Laban said, all right, that's fine. I'll give her to you in marriage, but you have to work for me for seven years. And so Jacob was really infatuated and really, you know, in, in love with Rachel. So he says, that's okay. I'll work for seven years for you, Laban. And at the seven years, then I'll marry Rachel. And Laban says, yeah, that's fine. You'll be able to marry my daughter after seven years. And so Jacob put himself to work because that was his goal. You know, that's what he wanted to become, this great husband to Rachel. So he invested in seven years. And so then after seven years, there was this great wedding feast organized. And it was great, you know, and, and Laban was there and the family was there. And Jacob probably got in his best robes. And, and here comes his bride. And she, she was dressed in the traditional attire where she had a full wedding dress on and a full veil. And she walked up and they performed the ceremony and Jacob and, and, you know, his wife were going to be united. So he was so excited about this. And so when he got into their tent and he lifted the veil, he was shocked and dismayed because it wasn't Rachel, it was Leah. And he was so mad, he was so upset. He felt he'd been deceived, he felt he'd been betrayed and he ran to Laban and he said, you know, I agree that you would give me Rachel in exchange. And Laban said, no, I agree that you'd marry my daughter, but Leah is the older daughter. I can't let you marry Rachel if Leah isn't married because she needs to be married first. And so he said, you've deceived me. And the reality is that Jacob inherited or reaped what he'd sown in his own life. And so he had to work for another seven years to marry Rachel. And so that's a great example of the sowing and reaping law. And if we are really honest with ourselves, there's so many examples that we can look into our own life, you know, that we can work on or we can identify with. Maybe there's things in our life that we can see, hey, I've been doing this consistently over time and I've got the result. And maybe we've recognized the things that we haven't done the way we should have done and therefore we have not got the results we wanted. You know, for example, in my own life at this moment, I've been going for a walk consistently every day for the last three months during lockdown. But the last you know, last few weeks, the last three weeks, I've really skipped out. I've not done things the way I should have. I felt lazy. I felt unmotivated. And so when I used to get up, I used to consistently do it, but now I don't do it. And what I've noticed is that my body has begun to change. You know, I'm not eating the right way. I'm, I'm not doing what I did. And I'm gaining a little bit of weight. And that's not what I wanted, but it's because of my lack of consistency. And when I do things consistently, I'm going to get the results that I desire. But when I do things consistently, I'm going to inherit what I've sown in. And I've sown in inactivity, and therefore I'm beginning to reap that physically in my body. You know, there's been periods in my life where I have not been consistent in my reading of scripture and getting to just dive into prayer in my life. And I've noticed in those periods of my life, 
that I've had this sort of dip in my relationship with God. I've struggled there and it's not as great as it is now because I've developed that consistently from my experience. I want to have a loving ongoing relationship. So I, I've put principles in place and I'm consistent every single day to put those things in place, right? There's times at school where I did not put in consistent effort. When I used to just slack, I used to skip out on classes and it resulted in me not getting the results I wanted in my exams because of my lack of consistency. So let's look into our lives and let's look into the scripture again. And here's another example from Job chapter 4 verse 8. And this is what Job says, you know, As I've seen those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. That's what Job is saying. That's the same thing Hosea is saying. That's the same thing Solomon says to us in Proverbs. And it's the exact same thing Paul is saying to us. So there's so many different places, you know, in the multitude of witnesses, there's wisdom, you know. So we take on all these people. They're saying the same thing. Isn't it important? Of course it's important because they've been saying it and God's putting that principle into our lives. See, whatever we invest in, will return investment now if that investment is good or bad it's totally up to you so look into your life and identify some areas that have worked and look into your life and identify some areas that have not worked because of our lack of consistency and that brings us to this question i want to leave with you today so i'll ask you again what area of your life do you want to change what one thing can you do to help facilitate that change? And here's some good things that you can do. You can be consistent in your behavior to healthy eating. You can be consistent in your attitude towards people. You can be consistent in your reading of scripture. You can be consistent in your communication to God. You can be consistent in your presence when we get back to physical church services all of those things are going to have positive effects that's going to build your character and bring you the result that you really desire in your life. So what one thing can you do? What area of your life do you want to work on? And what one action can you do to help you achieve what you really want to become? It's consistency over time that's going to take us to the place we really desire to be. And so next week, we're going to discuss point number two or law number two and law number three. But today is law number one. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. And my prayer for you, for your family, for your outlook in life is that you put consistent behaviors, attitudes, and principles into your life so you can really achieve all that you are supposed to achieve. And you can become what you really desire to be, a person of influence, courage, strength, and wisdom. That is my prayer for you, that you might have success in your life in every single area. But it starts with the small decisions that we put into our life right now. So with that, I'm going to pray for you. And I hope that you can join me in prayer as well. Now, we'd love you to leave some comments. Let us know what you think. If you're encouraged, what can you do to put things in your life? Encourage someone else as well by commenting below. Now, let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you today. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your words of encouragement. We thank you for the principles that you've inherently put into your word that we can reap from these words of wisdom into our life and we can live a life of significance that will impact, change, and influence those around us, especially our loved ones, the ones that we call dear to us, that are close to us. We want to be able to be of value to them and they be of value to us. And so as we do the things you've taught Told us to do not because we have to but we see the value in adopting behaviors and principles in your words so we can live a life that we are designed to and we can enjoy the benefits of a great reward that we can enjoy the benefits of putting things in our life that will help us achieve godliness and, and you know value and significance and all these wonderful things that come when we do live a life of consistency so lord i'm praying for those listening i'm praying for those whether they're in australia or all across the world wherever they are the principle remains the same and i pray for them right now i pray for their families i pray for their their outlook i pray for their jobs i pray for their communities i pray for their houses and homes that you protect them guard them and continue to build them up with all of your wisdom and strength We thank you right now, we honor you, and we bless you for all that you're doing in our life, in our community, in our church, and the world at large. We give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Join us next week for Principle 2 and 3. Hello again, and thank you so much for listening. I really hope that message has encouraged you. Would you please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review? This really helps others get exposed to this uplifting message. I would also love for you to share this message with a friend or someone you think would be really inspired and blessed by this. Sharing this on social media like Facebook really does help others also get this free content. I'm honored you chose to spend some of your valuable time with us. Have an amazing day.